The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. In a world threatened by nuclear proliferation, constant war, environmental holocaust, and an increasing lack of food, water, and shelter, It is crucial that the yoga movement becomes the crucible for a new kind of human being with an enlightened mind, an inspired heart, and a divine body. Andrew Harvey and Karuna Erickson have written one of the most essential manuals that take us step-by-step through this threshold. Heart Yoga is a tender and passionate invitation to yoga practitioners everywhere to take their practice to the next level of direct divine self-empowerment. My guest tonight is Karuna Erickson, who is one of the co-authors of this wonderful new book. She directs the Heart Yoga Center, and as a psychotherapist and also a yoga teacher and practitioner for over 40 years, she has been endorsed by many of today's influential yoga teachers. Her, her website is yogakaruna.com, and this new book, Heart Yoga, The Sacred Marriage of Yoga and Mysticism, has been written by Andrew Harvey and Karuna Erickson and has been endorsed by many of the world's greatest spiritual and yoga teachers as the next essential step for the international yoga movement. Some of these teachers include Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Sean Korn, Carolyn Mace, Rodney Yee, and many others. I'd like to welcome Karuna Erickson to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Simran. I'm delighted to be here. Well, it's wonderful to have you, and I'm especially excited because I've gotten to experience you and this wonderful heart yoga, and I'd like to introduce it to all of our listeners and let them understand uh, really why this is so essential and so important, whether they are a current yoga uh, person practicing, or if there's someone that is is beginning to dabble into yoga, I think going into heart yoga is a, a really beautiful and intimate way to experience the self and the yoga practice. Uh, thank you, Simran. What was the catalyst that really birthed heart yoga between the two of you, and especially for you? Well, especially for me, you know, I've I've practiced yoga, as you said, over 40 years now, and I love yoga. I love how it just brings me into a quiet, peaceful place inside myself. Um, and I always felt there was something just a little bit more to this practice. It, it just felt so ancient and mystical, but I, I just didn't know what else was there. And then I started reading um some of the mystical poets like Rumi and learning a little bit more about some Buddhist practices like uh, loving-kindness practice and mindfulness meditation. 
and getting a bit more understanding of uh, some of the ancient wisdom traditions. And then I met Andrew Harvey about 10 years ago, and he's so passionately involved in um, ancient mystical traditions. So we started working together and um, felt that the um, yoga could return to its ancient roots where it's really infused with mystical inspiration. So that is what heart yoga is all about, returning to the more spiritual essence of yoga while still remaining um, concerned, of course, with the body and being very relaxing and energizing and, and very healthy for the body. Well, and it's interesting um, the way you both came together because Andrew was very much into the mysticism and his body needed it. His back ached and he mm-hmm. wanted to do uh, the yoga also for weight issues. And you were very much in the traditional yoga practice and this introduced you more to the mystical aspect. And I think as human beings, sometimes we do get locked into one side or the other, but we are to have the full experience, both the spiritual, mystical, as well as the physical. And if we don't balance those two out, we're actually not really having our full experience as a spiritual being in a human experience. Well, I think you say it beautifully, Simran. I, I totally agree. I'm I'm working in our book and in my teaching to let go of any sense of division between the body and mind. I think most of us are really seeing how intimately related the body and mind are. Most definitely. And and the yoga movement has been growing across this country in a much greater way than it has in the past. It's not considered such a a foreign and, and different concept for people to want to participate in. And in many cases, it's become very much a health practice. Why is this different? than the yoga many people have gotten to know, and why is it so essential to now take this next step? Well, that's a really good question. I feel it's essential now for yoga to take the next step because um, the world is becoming so chaotic, as most of us are noticing. Um, So many of us are really feeling stressed and tired and just exhausted and sometimes even overwhelmed by our lives, and it's more and more essential for us to find a daily practice that will give us some courage and strength, some inspiration, some peace, and the passion to really enjoy our lives rather than just feeling exhausted by our lives and overwhelmed. Most definitely, and when I experienced heart yoga with you, the one thing that I noticed, um, and, and having practiced yoga before, that many of the postures are the same, but what you brought to it was a much more intimate connection, a, a real way to take the time and, and a way to connect the the poetry and the mysticism and the breath and all of these things together in a way that was very sensory and very intimate. Mm, I'm glad you felt that because we want to make this form of yoga, heart yoga, help everybody connect with their own direct experience of spirit, whether it's connecting with God or connecting with their true essence or whatever their own word is for it. We want to help people connect with that place where they can feel at rest and at some peace within themselves so that um, that can be a part of their day that will 
permeate the whole rest of their day and, and give them um, energy and inspiration to carry on, even when life gets difficult. Sure, sure. And I found the wording that you used very interesting, and I'd like you to go into a little bit more of the description. When you talk about marrying or the words sacred marriage, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Is it multi-layered? Is it more than just combining the two? Well, we love the term sacred marriage because it's actually an ancient term of bringing together two opposites, two seeming opposites. For example, spirit and body. Like sometimes some people may think, oh, well, body is different from spirit. But really they're just two aspects of the same, just like the sun and the moon or light and dark or even the masculine and the feminine. What we're talking about is joining what seems to be opposite and when these things come together, even like joy and pain, there's there's something beyond all that that's born. Yoga really means union. And so in some ways, yoga is the union of opposites. And when two opposites come together, they can birth a third new creation, and, and that's what we're noticing is being birthed in the people we're working with, this this new feeling. Like, what did you feel after you had practiced some heart yoga for a few days with us? Well, most definitely there there were, it was the mix of the opposites. The, the whole week that, that we experienced together was about bringing together the opposites. And being someone that is a writer and has 1111 Magazine, I have found mm-hmm. myself behind the computer mm-hmm. uh, almost constantly, and so there has not been as much physical movement. Mm-hmm. And I got back in there with you, and all of a sudden my body was moving again, and it seemingly transformed to where I could feel more light. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately after the mm-hmm. first day of it, I could feel more of an essence of myself once again, mm-hmm. rather than that doingness, rather, uh, rather than the constant working bee behind the computer, all of a sudden I remembered, oh, wait a minute, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this other side of me that needs to move and play mm-hmm. and, and, and dance, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what we're hoping for with our work, is that we want people to be able to feel the joy in being a body, <laughs> you know, as well as a mind. You know, just the, the, the beauty of being incorporated. And we want to encourage people to actually embody spirit, to feel the joy of the truth of who they are and, and really the light which does flow through our bodies. And so many people are in pain right now in their bodies because our lives are so stressful. And this way to practice yoga, it's available for everybody um, to just take a little time to slow down and experience our connection with um, something beyond our day-to-day busyness. Well, and that's just it. In, in this society, we are so busy, and we, we seem to go between the polarities of being the couch potato to the constant doer. Mm-hmm. And either way, our minds and our bodies are occupied in something else, almost drugly, mm-hmm. that uh, we don't get the time to really get still and get intimate and get connected back to our body and back to our spirit. Mm-hmm. So by engaging in this type of practice, we 
pull away from the television or the computers and we pull away from that constant effort of doing and we really get still enough to feel the the sensations of the body, even if it is the pain that sometimes is coming or the pleasure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when there is pain, this yoga provides a way to meet it. For example, a lot of people have shoulder tension. So in a gentle yoga practice, you can find ways of releasing that shoulder tension or low back pain, you know, if you're really mindful and move slowly. And Heart Yoga is the Sacred Marriage of Yoga and Mysticism. This wonderful new book by Andrew Harvey and Karuna Erickson has been endorsed by many of the world's greatest spiritual and yoga teachers. This book is a sequel to Andrew's The Hope, A Guide to Sacred Activism, which has received great acclaim and has begun a global movement of sacred activism. Sacred activism is the fusion of two noble fires in the human heart, the fire of the mystic's passion for God and the fire of the activist's passion for justice. Now there's time to engender a third fire, the fire of love and wisdom in action. In The Hope, Andrew clarifies that all those who respond to the call of sacred activism need to consider cultivating a spiritually-based physical practice to strengthen the whole being to do the great work of transforming the world through sacred action. Heart Yoga, the sacred marriage of yoga and mysticism. You can get it at Amazon. And if you want to connect to Karuna Erickson, go to yogakaruna.com. We'll be right back with Karuna Erickson. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And 
some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Heart Yoga offers a unique transformative fusion of sacred poetry, meditations from the main mystical traditions that enable the yoga practitioner to embody divine light and yoga postures suitable for all levels of experience. This union creates the sacred marriage of transcendence and presence, heart and mind, body and soul, Deep peace and sacred action. The sacred marriage births five great joys that we'll go into in the next segment. Karuna Erickson and Andrew Harvey have worked for many years to develop inspiring yoga sequences for each joy so that they can be directly experienced in the body, mind, and heart. They also share their own compelling stories of how they conceived and birthed heart yoga and how it began to transform their own lives. You can connect with both of them at their websites. Andrew Harvey is andrewharvey.net. And you can connect to Karuna Erickson at yogakaruna.com. That's Y-O-G-A-K-A-R-U-N-A.com. Karuna, it is um, a beautiful practice, and we discussed a little bit about how these two are very much married. Um, Why is this new paradigm in the growth and sacred activism, how did it, uh, let me rephrase that, how did it get creatively evolved through you as its sacred mother? You know, as you were birthing this, was this something that organically became created, or did you take a different approach to the yoga postures that you were utilizing as you created this piece? Mm. Well, I always loved yoga. I've actually practiced yoga since I was in college, so that's 40 years ago now. Um, I loved it at that point because it was just a way to quiet. It was a way to quiet my mind, and I was just so busy in school that I just wanted to find something that was a little bit more peaceful, and then. Over the years, I got more and more um, practicing it as a, as a more of a physical discipline, which I loved, and it's kept me very healthy and strong and energetic over the years. But I'd say the last while of my practice, which really maybe the last 20 years or so, I've wanted more of a spiritual connection. And so I've been searching through, like, the ancient texts of yoga to to really find the source of yoga and 
some of the um, ancient writings from thousands of years ago to get a sense of what yoga really is and to return yoga practice to its ancient roots. And many of the traditions talk about the divine feminine, and that seems to be a, a major conversation in many circles now. So how is heart yoga supporting this awakening of divine feminine, and is that part of its purpose? Well, it's certainly supporting... Um, can you rephrase that, Simran? I just want to be sure I'm answering your question correctly. Sure. The divine feminine seems to be such a, a large right. conversation now about how we yes. really need to allow the divine feminine to come back. We've been such a masculine-based society for so long. Right. Is heart yoga one mission to help support the awakening of that divine feminine within the individual? And Absolutely. so how does it do that? Absolutely. Now I understand your question. Yes, What what we're really trying to do with this form of yoga is approach yoga in a very gentle and tender way so that people can find that place where they can relax, where they can accept themselves, where they can feel good about themselves, where they don't have to push themselves to be better. I think a lot of us um, come to yoga sometimes and try to be really good at it. Or we don't even want to do yoga because we think, oh, I'm not flexible. I, I can't do yoga. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even want to try because I won't be good enough or I'm not young enough or thin enough or something. You know, I'm just not enough. What we wanted to do with heart yoga is really make it the essence of the divine feminine, which is accepting and tender and loving and let it be a place where people can feel that inside themselves. So I've had people comment to me sometimes after their first heart yoga practice, I've never felt more gentle with myself or I've never felt more accepting or I really feel like I'm okay. I don't have to be good at this, you know. We don't want it to be just another part of people's self-improvement program. It's not about that. Well, and we're such a competitive society that, that we often do get into places, and rather than staying focused on ourselves, we tend to compare. But yes. my experience of this was, even even aside from focusing on oneself, it was extremely gentle. So who yes. can do this? Can it be done by children, um, the average person, the elderly? Uh, if someone can't get on the floor, can they do this? That's what we love about this form of yoga is that you can adapt it to fit however your body is. So even if you're recovering from an injury or an illness, you can adapt the poses. Just, you know, of course you want to be very gentle. And certainly if you have some medical condition, it's really important to consult your health professional before doing anything new. But we're trying to keep our practice very, very gentle. At the same time, you can hold the poses longer, and there are some more challenging poses so that people who are more experienced in yoga can also take it to a more challenging place. So it really can be for everybody, from the absolute beginner to, um, well, I teach it to a lot of yoga teachers, and they enjoy it also because 
sometimes even people who are very athletic and strong and flexible are deeply tired. (laughs) And this way of practicing yoga is a way to renew their spirit as well as renewing the body. That's pretty powerful that you say, because I think a lot of us don't realize how deeply tired we may be. Mm-hmm. You know, we just kind of continue our, our grind, and mm-hmm. that tiredness just continues to build. So mm-hmm. it, it is an important aspect of that. Is there a way to prepare for the practice of heart yoga? Well, yes, there is. Um, you know, it's wonderful if... You can have a little corner in your house. And of course, not everybody can have that. But if there's a, any place that's big enough to put a blanket down on the floor or even a yoga mat and put some um, something that you like, like some flowers or a candle, or just make a little sacred space where it can kind of be your corner, and then you can get used to going there and just having a space to yourself to relax. So that's that's one way is to actually prepare a space and then to prepare yourself by just sitting quietly for a bit and just taking some time to listen to how you're feeling, tuning inside, seeing how you're breathing, how your body and mind are feeling. I mean, that's a wonderful practice right there. Mm-hmm. And then it is called heart yoga, so is there a way to prepare the heart prior to beginning the actual practice? Mm -hmm. Well, we encourage people to understand really what we mean by the heart. We're not talking about just like some Valentine heart, (laughs) but really the heart center, which is the spiritual center of our love and our tenderness, um, our compassion, being able to awaken a place where we can feel those feelings towards ourselves, you know, which is sometimes very challenging for some of us, where where so many of us are so hard on ourselves and so critical and so judgmental because there's so much pressure to perform and compete and be better. So to prepare the heart for heart yoga would be to really to just take a few breaths right into the heart, maybe even put your hands on the heart and consider the possibility of holding yourself the way you would even hold your child or someone you loved very much or your dog or cat or baby, you know, or friend. So to approach the practice from a a gentle place rather than pushing yourself into it. Absolutely. And in that approach to heart yoga and and creating that space, is it what the practice brings to us that's more important, or is it what we bring to the practice? You know, that's a, that's a really interesting question because the practice itself is very rich. It's an ancient practice which has been on earth for thousands and thousands of years. So... Sometimes just by going to the practice, it feels so spacious that the practice itself can hold us no matter how we're feeling. So even if I'm feeling sad or angry or overwhelmed or upset, 
I can go to the practice and the practice will hold me. Like I've never in 40 years ever finished a practice and felt worse than when I started, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's always held me in a beautiful way. And, of course, if I bring to the practice my, you know, a sense of curiosity and presence and sincerity, you know, if, if I'm willing to just be with whatever arises, then the practice is even more powerful. So whether you are bringing the practice bringing yourself to the practice or allowing the practice to bring something to you. Yes. The key to it is to stop using force and become soft, yes. to remove the toughness and hardness and become gentle. Mm-hmm. Live a life of no force as the subtle truth. Mm-hmm. Reveal more profound realms of stillness and peace. And that is what heart yoga is all about. Heart mm-hmm. yoga is a tender and passionate invitation to yoga practitioners and those newcomers everywhere to take their practice to the next level of direct divine self-empowerment. I am with Karuna Erickson today. Her website is yogakaruna.com, Y-O-G-A-K-A-R-U-N-A.com, and her co-author, Andrew Harvey, at andrewharvey.net. They have just authored Heart Yoga, The Sacred Marriage of Yoga and Mysticism, and we will discuss more of this in just a few minutes. Come right back. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. You need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgical biopsy. After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. 
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. In this beautiful new approach to yoga and mysticism, richly layered with poems and teachings from the world's saints and mystics, renowned writer Andrew Harvey and longtime yoga teacher Karuna Erickson guide us in deepening our spiritual practice through the wisdom of the body, reminding us that yoga is intended to help us become embodied channels of illumined love, grace, and peace, instruments of divine creativity and service in the world. They introduce to us the five great joys, simple yet powerful asana sequences that spark the grounded passion and peaceful joy in the core of the body and heart that everyone needs to keep strong, creative, and inspired by love. I'm with Karuna Erickson today. She is the director of the Heart Yoga Center and as a psychotherapist and longtime yoga teacher and practitioner for over 40 years. She's been endorsed by many of today's most influential teachers, including Rodney Yee, and the book itself has been endorsed by many wonderful teachers such as Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Sean Korn, Carolyn Mace, and many, many others. So I urge you to go to Amazon and order your copy of Heart Yoga, The Sacred Marriage of Yoga and Mysticism. Add it to your yoga practice so that it allows you to really engage in an intimate way, really slow down and really connect uh, a new way of being within your yoga practice. Karuna, I want to go a little more into really integrating this into a person's life. And for many people, because we are such a fast-paced society and we stay so busy, whether we already have a yoga practice or we're trying to engage in something new, so often change is a difficult thing to do. And the resistance comes up as to why we can't change or how we don't have the time to add something in or how we're going to do it tomorrow or how something else is more important. So what do we do with the resistance that shows up? Mm. Why, that's a question that's so important for everybody. We all do feel so busy already, I'm sure, and there's so many reasons that the mind can create why we couldn't possibly do one more thing, and yet a spiritual practice like yoga will be able to um, bring us to the place where we can rest and relax and feel a deep peace And then this peace will infuse us for the whole rest of the day. So actually, we'll be able to get a lot more done, but from a place of ease and even joy. So I would say when the resistance comes up, just take a look at it. You know, just say, okay, well, here here I am again saying, oh, I really should do the laundry or finish the dishes or, you know, do something else rather than do something for myself, like yoga practice. But, you know, even if you take 15 minutes to yourself, that 15 minutes will recharge you for the whole rest of your day and kind of give you a groundedness and a sense of comfort that will um, make the whole rest of your day more creative and more fulfilling. So I just really encourage people to try it anyway, even though 
resistance arises, um, to just try it anyway. <laughs> well, it, and it's true because it does allow you to, uh, number one, get more grounded and it allows you to step into a place of joy if you have not been. It allows you to open up creatively, to become more limber. And, and so often, at least what I have found in the yoga practice is when we do allow ourselves to become more flexible in the practice, we become more flexible in life. When we become stronger in the practice, we become stronger in life. It really is very much a mirror to how we can engage in our life experiences beyond that. Oh, I think you said it really well. And it just, you know, shows us what we already know, but we sometimes forget, that our bodies and minds are so connected. Yes, definitely, definitely. And you speak also about dedicating this practice at the end. Uh, Within the book, it talks about a prayer, but also dedicating that practice time that you've taken to something or someone. Will you speak more about that? I'd love to, Simran, because the practice isn't just about making us feel healthier or stronger or look better, although that's great, but also this practice... um, it it can be offered really for the well-being and transformation and healing of other beings as well. For example, you can dedicate your practice to someone's healing, almost like a prayer. You can kind of offer up the peace that you feel in your practice to someone you know of who feels um, stressed or overwhelmed or anxious. Um, You know, it doesn't only have to be your own practice. This practice is so that you can be of service to other beings as well. And and this is a great um, aspect of the practice that we've been discovering, that there's such a joy that comes in serving others and having the practice be a way of offering uh, transformation and healing out into the world for the benefit of of all beings. Well, and I think that's such a beautiful part of, of heart yoga because as we give, we receive, and as we receive, we're able to give, mm-hmm. and it just keeps that circle of infinity continuous, but we have to be willing to recognize that it goes beyond ourselves as well, that we're yes. all one, so I think that's beautiful. There yes. is a part of a prayer that's written about in the book, and it's the full body prayer, and mm-hmm. that's probably the most powerful piece that I have seen, especially in doing that daily Um, Will you speak a little bit about what it means to really engage the entire body in prayer? Well, one of my great teachers, uh, BKS Iyengar, said, um, the body is my temple. The asanas or the yoga postures are my prayers. So in yoga, it is all prayer, praying not only with our hearts and minds, but also with our bodies so that we offer ourselves body, mind, and heart to be of service, to be channels of divine love in the world. And so every move that we make in our yoga practice is actually sacred. Every breath is an offering to serve the light. And and so really the whole practice, when practiced in this way, becomes a prayer. And it's extremely powerful because when you really look at it in that way, all of a sudden you let go of the feeling that you have 
to do it, and mm-hmm. you're on your own, and you're by yourself, mm-hmm. and you're fighting in the in the world on mm-hmm. for for what you believe in, and all of a sudden you're reaching up and out, understanding that the 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 divine mother, the divine father, is just waiting to lift you up like a child, a, a three year old standing there with their arms up. They're, mm-hmm. they're waiting to lift you up, and that's what this practice can really be about. It can really be about being cradled and held mm-hmm. in that way as you go through these different mm-hmm. movements. Wow, that's so beautiful the way you put it, and it's so comforting when you feel that exactly what you said that you're not alone. And yoga means union. So when we practice yoga, it really does open us up beyond our own individual struggles to feel our oneness with all of life. And when we feel that, how connected we are to all of life, it just opens our hearts in so much tender compassion because we realize we're not alone. Everybody's struggling just like us. We're all in this together in this web of life. And not only do we want to take care of each other, really, but we are taken care of also. We are being guided and supported. So. And then we really can fall into joy, and it's not just one joy. We actually can experience five joys, five <laughs> joys through the through the heart yoga practice. I am here with Karuna Erickson, and we are discussing heart yoga, the sacred marriage of yoga and mysticism. Andrew Harvey and Karuna Erickson have written this wonderful new book, which offers a unique transformative fusion of sacred poetry, meditations from the main mystical traditions that enable the yoga practitioner to embody divine light and yoga postures suitable for all levels of experience. This union creates the sacred marriage of transcendence and presence, heart and mind, body and soul, deep peace and sacred action. You can connect to Andrew Harvey at andrewharvey.net and to Karuna Erickson at yogakaruna.com, Y-O-G-A-K-A-R-U-N-A.com. Heart Yoga, The Sacred Marriage of Yoga and Mysticism is available at Amazon, so you can place your order there. And when we come right back, we will finally discuss the five joys, the joy of transcendence, the joy of creation, the joy of love of all beings, the joy of tenderness of Tantra, and the joy of service. Come right back and let's hear all about joy. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? 
Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. The clue to the birth of the divine human lies not only in the awakening of heart, mind, and soul to the light, but in bringing down the light into the body and awakening the cells to the light in the body. Heart Yoga offers, at these chaotic and difficult times, the union of grounded passion and peaceful joy in the core of the body and heart that everyone needs to keep strong, creative, and inspired by love. We need the ancient practices and wisdom of yoga to sustain, inspire, and encourage us to respond in healing ways to many of the world's crises. Karuna Erickson and Andrew Harvey have worked for many years to develop the inspiring yoga sequences for each joy so they can be directly experienced in the body, mind, and heart. Karuna, we have a very short bit of time left, and I want to discuss the five joys, so we'll at least mention them. But uh, this just means that everyone's going to have to go and buy their copy of Heart Yoga from Amazon, that is Heart Yoga, the Sacred Marriage of Yoga and Mysticism, to get the full story on all of these. But let's briefly touch on them so that people understand that there is a sacred marriage that births five great joys through this practice of Heart Yoga. Will you talk about those? I'd love to, Simran. The ancient yogis actually believed that um, joy was the essence of all life. In the ancient yoga text, it's written, From joy all beings are born. In joy, all beings are sustained, and to joy, all beings return. So there's, at the source of all life, there's this quiet joy, this joy that we feel, for example, when we listen to great music. That's the joy of transcendence, when we know we're not 
only these individual bodies. We're also something greater. We're a part of something bigger. Um, there's some connection with spirit that joins us all with the transcendent. So that's um, one type of joy we talk about in the book, and we have a practice to awaken that connection with the light. Then we talk about also the joy of creation, the joy we've all felt, for example, when we look at a beautiful flower or when we look at um, a beautiful animal or a beautiful tree, when we're out in nature, that deep interconnection that we feel with life, with the earth. Um, And there's lots of yoga practices that can help us feel that connection with all of creation. Then there's another joy, which we call the joy of love for all beings, that joy we feel when we look into a baby's face, the joy we feel when we look into the face of anyone we love. You know, if, if, if you think of the person that is easiest for you to love, or maybe it's an animal, your, your cat or your dog, that joy that you feel can be cultivated. That feeling in your heart can be encouraged to grow, and it's, that feeling can actually move out and spread out until um, that tenderness and compassion can be felt for all beings, and, and that's what we call the... Um, Tantra, which is, is an ancient yoga practice, of tenderness, of just feeling that tenderheartedness for, for all living beings. And when we feel that tenderness for all living beings, our hearts are naturally motivated to be of service in some way, to care for beings who need some sort of help for people who are ill, for example, or uh, people who are hungry or don't have homes, or um, to care for the earth, to serve others in um, ways of social justice or to create more peace. We all have areas that are important to us, and so um, all these practices awaken the natural desire of the heart to be of service. So this, this in brief, is, is what we discuss in our Heart Yoga book. How all and these, these joys And these five joys, they really are uh, what prepare us and lead us to being able to have the, that fire of love and wisdom in action that yeah. uh, Andrew speaks about, that, that engender yes. that third fire. Yes, yes. And, and at this time when there's so many crises in the world, yeah. it, it really is imperative that we get into a place where we find our own joy so that we can be that action that's out in the world. And it can be anything from something very lo- a large cause to, like you said, helping a, an elderly neighbor that's next door to us that might need something or a small oh, child absolutely. in front of us. Yeah, whoever, whatever is in front of us and whatever is important to us. And this sort of practice that I've been describing and you have been talking about can give people the 
um, sustenance and the inspiration and the strength and the courage and comfort to go on serving and not get overwhelmed or burned out or exhausted because connecting with our source is truly an inexhaustible wellspring of energy and love and inspiration. But without a, without a practice, it's difficult to remain connected, and I think that's why so many of us do get burned out. Most definitely. As you birthed this, and I knew it took several years between you and Andrew to truly bring this into its state that it is now, mm-hmm. how did you change because mm-hmm. everything is a journey, and it is all mm-hmm. here for our own personal evolution. Yeah. Um, particularly the things that come through us are really for ourselves first before they're for anyone else. So how yes. is this very much for you mm-hmm. first? Well, for me, I feel like it's helping me find my voice. Like I, Even a few years ago, I don't think I would have had so much confidence. I, I wouldn't have felt so articulate or so passionate about what I believe in. And doing this kind of work has helped me to connect with what's really important to me and to allow all my neurotic fears and doubts and all my reasons that I'm not good enough and I really shouldn't be taking up other people's time and, you know, all those confusing doubts that arise. Um, the practice has given me more courage, just more a sense of strength and belief in myself, a deep sort of quiet belief. That well, and it's also good to let people know that we don't have to necessarily be finished or perfect, that we can still <laughs> no. have these different places within ourselves that we need to work on. Like you said, it's brought you more into your voice. So it's, it's all right that we still have places that we can journey. Well, I think that's why it's called practice. (laughs) Absolutely. We're all practicing. We're all practicing. And I invite all of you to venture into the practice of heart yoga. Get get this new book from Amazon.com, Heart Yoga, The Sacred Marriage of Yoga and Mysticism. Connect with Karuna Erickson at her website, yogakaruna.com, Y-O-G-A-K-A-R-U-N-A.com. And if you want to know more about sacred activism, connect to Andrew Harvey at andrewharvey.net and also pick up his book, The Hope, A Guide to Sacred Activism. It is an incredibly powerful book, one of my favorites. I have on the show next week Adam Bucko with Reciprocity Foundation, an incredible man, an incredible story, doing some amazingly beautiful things for the homeless teens in our country. So I hope you'll join me as we speak to Adam about the trials and tribulations of being a sacred activist, as well as the joys and triumphs that come from doing the work. I am Simran Singh. I've enjoyed spending this hour with you, and I look forward to talking to you again. Until next week, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.